0: This is Jeff Chrisman and I'm on the Inspiring Conversations podcast this afternoon and I'm very joyous and very grateful to have an opportunity to be able to visit with the artist Leticia Huckabee and also with Skip Hill and they'll actually be speaking a little bit today on a deeper level about their upcoming exhibit that will be opening on April 2nd at 108 Contemporary. Thank you all uh, both so much for being with me today. Absolutely. Good to be here, Jeff. Thank you. Certainly. Well, Leticia, I thought if I could actually start with you, what I would like to do is really to be able to, to hear in your own words, if someone were to ask you what this exhibit means to you at a deeper level, just to hear uh, anything, any thoughts and reflections you would have on that.
1: Yes. uh, Thanks, Jeff. It's an honor to be here with you and with Skip. This exhibition is very, very dear to me, um, on many levels. I did live in Oklahoma for a a long while and went to the University of Oklahoma. So I feel like partly an Oklahoman. (laughs) And, um, you know, when Skip invited me to be a part of this exhibition about Greenwood, it hadn't dawned on me that the name had such a strong connection to my own family history. So that was something that I was able to discover while I was there researching and, and getting to know the community there i had one thing in mind that i was going to do and uh, you know i i imagine a lot of artists would say that the work often leaves them and they discover things uh, in the midst of the process so in conversation he just mentioned it wasn't even part of the main reason we were looking at things or exploring or going anywhere it's just a side conversation that Greenwood was named after a town in Greenwood, Mississippi. And mm-hmm. my father who is deceased now was born and raised in Greenwood, Mississippi.
2: Oh, wow, yeah.
1: Actually been planning to do a project about him when the virus broke out and everything got shut down. So I had was going to go to Greenwood, Mississippi in the summer of 2020, And that those plans got canceled. So he mentioned that and it just kind of like ding in my head, but I was still, you know, like a dog with a bone holding on to my original idea (laughs) for the project Uh, and made a second trip actually up to Tulsa. And that's when I kind of switched gears and really embraced this idea of doing uh, this body of work, which I call a tale of two greenwoods, where um, it's a sort of a visual diary between the greenwood in Tulsa and the greenwood in Mississippi. So, actually, yeah. behind me are the studies that I did for this project, and they're diptychs, kind of like those bifold frames that people would put in their homes on a mantle. And on one side is the image that I took in Mississippi, and the other side is the image that I took in Tulsa. Mm. So, there's this wonderful little uh, aesthetic and um, emotional connection between the two Greenwoods. So it means a lot to me, this project, a lot. I got to go back home. That's awesome. My dad was from and um, I hadn't been back in 12 years since my grandmother had passed. So it was really special to me. And so for part of this project, I photographed the house that my father grew up in and the house is right there next to it. And it just, um, thank you, Skip.
0: Yeah. You're welcome. Wow. Lovely. Lovely. Absolutely. And I was going to ask you just very briefly, if there was, if there was just anything, any surprises for you in terms of any realizations uh, after putting this, you know, putting this, putting your work together for this exhibit.
1: You know, there was a couple surprises. The first one was, um, I took my mom with me when I went to Mississippi and we did kind of a road trip. And, um, something about that road trip just triggered all these memories for her. They Mm -hmm. met in, um, at uh, Jackson state in Mississippi. And so she used to drive up these country roads up to where he was from. And something about being back on that road again, she started telling me things that I had, had never heard about my, you know, things like, when he was in Vietnam he sent her a cassette recorder so that they could record each other's voice their voices and mail them back and forth mm. and you know it was just it was so special to hear that um, from her and that trip kind of triggered the rest of this project for me because when I came back I used photographs that my father had sent to my grandmother when I was born And he'd written all these notes on the back of them. So it was like his words, but they were about me. Oh, Um, And I was born in Germany. So my grandmother wasn't able to see me as a young child. So he was telling her and showing her about me. And I scanned the back of those pictures and put the words he said on the front and made those part of this this project. So I got to hear about his voice from my mother and then I got to use his voice in this project. And so this, this is really special to me. And I'm, I'm, I'm wrestling with um, whether I can make it up there because it's Easter weekend. Right. Oh, yeah. I really, really, yeah. really want to be there for this opening. So I don't know. Well, it's, I might it's do bad. a lot of driving again. Here it <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, well, thank you, you so much. It. I appreciate this. Yeah. That's
2: awesome. Well, I'm hearing this for the first time as far as that, that trip with your mother, which just gives me uh, chills. Yeah. Yeah. Gives me chills right. how, how these things can uh, organically uh, evolve and, and rise up. And just thinking about your mother, the memories coming back to her all the times she made that drive.
1: Yeah. And,
2: uh, thinking of her youth and her husband or the guy she was dating for a while and her husband, it, it, and then his words, all of it, Leticia, the multi-levelness of the piece is, uh, I, I think that'll really resonate with people.
1: Oh, good, good, I, I hope so. It's cool. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely, and, re- and really honor that. And Skip, I was gonna ask you basically uh, the, the same thing in terms of just any deeper reflections that you have about what this means to you personally as a human being, as well as an artist.
2: Um, as a, uh, you know, taking this project on gave another level to my work as far as, um, you know, primarily my work has a, a lot of decorative quality to it, but it's not necessarily grounded in anything like history. And that's one of the things I welcomed about this exhibition was the opportunity to produce a body of work that, um, is grounded not so much in, um, decorative aesthetic, but more of a, it's, it's beautiful. It, I want it to be resonant, but I also want it to, it to be grounded in history and even more so grounded in a community. I wouldn't typically say what I do is quote unquote black art, uh, but this art is, I don't know the other way to say it. it's pretty black. <laughs> yeah. As far as the African-American aesthetic, uh, the history that it's grounded in and informed by, You know i i'm a i'm a tulsa transplant and so because of that within the last two years and so because of that it also my eyes approaching the subject and the community and the history has just enough of that distance that you need to be objective and um, uh, so i did bring that to the work Um, i have uh, like these pieces behind me are are or will be featured as well. And so I have this aesthetic where I take iconic figures in the Black community, and that's what a beautician and a barber would be. Those are two forms of um, entrepreneurship that were pretty available to Black people. If you want to start a beauty shop, if you want to cut hair, you didn't need a degree for that. You didn't need a huge investment to do that as far as having to go to a bank and get a loan, a small business loan. even coming out of slavery, coming out of reconstruction, uh, being a barber or beautician was a way for you to get into owning your own business uh, you know, outside of, besides farming or some other uh, types of employment that were prohibitive to black people, uh, certainly here in this part of the country and in Oklahoma. So I, and those, both of those figures are, arco- are iconic figures in the black community. This idea of the beauty shop the barbershop, being a safe place for Black people to go, uh, to come out and, and be amongst themselves without having the white gaze put upon them of the greater culture. It was a place they could literally let their hair down and, yeah. and, 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 and uh, you know, talk with each other, laugh with each other, get the news, debate, uh, talk about the news of the day without having to be guarded about what you said. And outside of the barbershop and outside of the community, it was less so. So wherever Black people have gone, and I've been reading a lot about the great migration uh, with this project, uh, and how the people from Greenwood were people from elsewhere. They were all, so to speak, transplants, like I am. They brought Mm -hmm. their skills, their expertise, their entrepreneurial ideas and acumen to this eden that was promised to them they were told great things are happening in greenwood and it was a a lot of people i imagine in places like mississippi who thought if i can just get there you know if if we can just get there i understand that you can buy land and actually own property and and have real opportunities and so uh but in the course of that uh, they did exactly that
1: Mm -hmm. and
2: there are any number of barbershops i've done a lot of research on um uh, I, I found an old issue of one of the black papers, the Black Eagle, Tulsa Star, I believe this one particular. And I looked at all the, I looked at the, the the ad sections and it was great to see all of these different businesses and vendors. And, and I mean, like competitors, you had any number of barbershops, you had any number of tailors, mm-hmm. uh, you had photography studios, wow. you had restaurants where They're advertising, we have the best. Here's one that I really found interesting. We have the best chili. (laughs) Oh, wow. There's another one, black owned restaurant cafe that made Mexican food. They said, we've got the best Mexican food in.
1: Okay,
2: then. Oh, wow, yeah. Different types of businesses uh, that were available to the community and that they created. So that was, that for me was um, huge. It, it, I, I'm a nut about history. I'm a geek about history. And uh, so for me, putting the work together allowed me to do a lot of research about the history. And as you know, you know the race massacre wasn't uh, taught to you in high school. It wasn't taught to me in high school. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, and so that was another big part of it was the research behind the history. And I had the benefit of any number of native Tulsans who were very helpful in sharing what they knew and their own experiences. And um, I, I think the exciting thing for me out of all of this is to be able to have two African-American artists show in a space, in an area that at one time encompass was encompassed by Greenwood. Yeah. And yeah. here you have, a, you have a daughter of Greenwood, Mississippi mm-hmm. participating in that. And then my folks are from, uh, my father's family is from Alabama mm-hmm. and Birmingham. And so you have these two children of the South who are now presenting beautiful artwork, contemporary artwork, Uh, we both have exhibited all over. And what a wonderful opportunity to be physically our art, having an exhibition in the area that at one time was a a crucial thoroughfare in North Tulsa, Greenwood.
0: Yeah, I just, I have to say, and thank you so much for sharing that, Skip. I was going to tell you, you know, someone, not that this is about me, but as someone who is, uh, you know, a, a native Tolson and born and raised here, and you were so right about the fact that, they, you know, this was not taught in school, that I have such a deep reverence for uh, what you all are sharing and for this work that you have done and and just these opportunities for people to be able to learn more about this and, and hopefully sparking more discussions and more awareness for people. I just, I just, I cannot say enough about how much reverence and respect I have for both of you as artists and human beings. And and looking forward to these conversations and opportunity for people to to be able to raise awareness about this.
2: Or we need raise these their awareness about it. We need, these, we need these conversations because the key to keeping everything secret was not to talk about it. Even in the black community, as they rebuilt Greenwood, certainly by 1941, But uh, the whispers, Mm. think about the people who passed on without ever having an opportunity to share, black and white.
1: Mm -hmm. Uh,
2: There are any number of stories of white men who were teenagers and were a part of the destruction who as they got older and on their deathbeds Mm -hmm. to reconcile what they did all those years ago and how it haunted them over the years. And so their children and grandchildren uh, there are conversations that we need to have if we are, in fact, and I pray that we do, going to go forward together as a people. Yeah, uh, It's crucial. We've got we to talk. We've got to have conversations. And I love and it. Art is and always has been a good way, uh, a good vehicle for doing that, whether it's in film or literature, uh, and in our case uh, with artwork, it's, it's always been a vehicle to do
0: that. Thank you all. So, thank you so much. I really do. And I cannot thank you both, both of you enough for spending this time with me and for sharing your heart about this. It just, it really means a lot. Thank you both so much. You're welcome.
2: And be sure to come by and check out the show. My soul looks back and wonder, which is uh, based on an old gospel song is the title of the show. It actually starts uh, April 3rd. April oh, 3rd. I
0: apologize. Sorry about that. No, I want
2: to be clear clear on that and it'll run through June. So there'll be plenty of opportunity to come. And we'll have lots of programming through. And then Leticia actually will have an artist talk that uh, we're excited about. And so please, Jeff, get a chance to come by, bring someone. with Absolutely. Nice. Come check it out. Absolutely. Thank you both again. Appreciate it. Thank you.